0: this is where morgan's got me by uh, miles and miles it's social media skills which i suck at most <laughs> of my followers on social media are in phoenix they're not in cleveland the northeast regional sewer district has more twitter followers than i do <laughs> but we've talked about balance and, and that's where morgan balances me out
1: welcome to brand With on demand your guide to rebooting radio But I would disagree with you, Bill, though, because even though you say that you don't have as many followers from Northeast Ohio, what I found from the people that follow you from Phoenix is that they now want to follow our show. So I've always thought the best thing that you can do on social media, whether you have 100 followers or 10,000 followers, is connect with your audience. And that's what we're trying to do every morning on a morning show. Sure. And I found that when you do it on social media, it's almost even more personal.
2: Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis: David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Well, this time we talk to the morning hosts who are about real life in real Cleveland. They're the team that does Q104's morning show. Bill Ryan, a Northeast Ohio native and Kent State grad, who is now on his second stint with Q104. He was originally part of the team from the mid-90s to the turn of the century. In between, among other things, he produced the national John Jay and Rich Show, which we featured in season one here. Morgan Wright, also Ohio native, growing up in Perry, graduating from Marshall University, she considers herself, and she is, a pop culture expert. And she's very active on social media, where her TikTok videos have scored weight for it almost 8 million likes wow we'll link to all of that and more in the show notes Brand with on demand is proud to welcome a host of cleveland's q104 morning show bill and morgan hey guys hey wow.
3: welcome
0: thanks for that dave i enjoyed that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna grab the audio and probably use that to kick off a show someday yeah you resemble those remarks right <laughs> absolutely
3: so Question for you guys is How did you two
0: first get together to become a team? Morgan, I'm gonna basically let you answer all the questions first and then I'll jump in and, and bring it home.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, but well, I... Morgan,
0: and, and the reason why is because Morgan was there first.
1: I have been at the same station for seven going on eight years. I am so fortunate to have grown up in Northeast Ohio, listened to Q104 my entire life, Mm. knew that, well, I didn't know that I was always going to be in radio, so I won't lie. But Mm. now that I'm here, it just feels like the perfect fit, which is such a blessing because, you know, radio jobs are few and far between anyways. So to find one in your home city Mm. with all the things that you know and love and a hot AC station, which is also right at my alley. I'm just so fortunate. So I've been there for a while. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. And of course, we've had a couple different cast members in and out during my tenure in Q104, but I met Bill in February of this year when a position came open for a co-host position. And yeah, like we were talking a little bit before, it just has been really kind of effortless and you don't get that kind of chemistry with everybody. So I'm very fortunate that Bill is the one that my boss chose. I mean, I gave him a uh, glowing review after our first demo. So I can't say that I chose it myself. (laughs) But I will say that, uh, Bill, you were up there for me too. So I'm glad that it all worked out. But you have the much more interesting story about you came here.
0: Yeah, so Morgan was already there. She was already in place. And then She talked about the cast changes on her show in Cleveland, and I was a victim of similar changes. Uh, I was in Phoenix, and I lost my job in November of 2020 during the pandemic. But when I moved back to Cleveland, it wasn't for this job that I have now. It was before the job even was open. I was already there. I, I moved back home for personal reasons because I am from here originally. My family is here. My closest friends still live here, and... At the time, my dad wasn't doing well health wise, and we had just put him into full time assisted living. So, without anything tying me to Phoenix anymore, there was this strong pull for me to come home. And I did in July of last year and spent a few months here getting reacclimated and figuring things out. And then the job opened up, and the rest is just luck or fate. Or whatever you want to call it. And like you said, Morgan was gracious enough to sign off on it. So here we are. So it was certainly not a shotgun wedding. (laughs) No, no, not at all. I do believe in the universe pointing you in the direction that you're supposed to go if you're just, if you're wise enough to pay attention.
3: So for someone who might be joining a new show or considering a new situation in mornings, what are some of the things they should be looking for deciding to do it?
0: For me, it was. It's it's pretty much all chemistry. You know, it's the feeling that you get when you're around that person. Uh, do you have the same sensibilities that they do? Do you think similar things are funny? Can you tell from the first couple of meetings what their work ethic is like? I, I learned that lesson early in my career. So I think I have a good idea now on how to look for it. You know, you can have the most talented people all together in the same room, but that does not mean and, and does not guarantee they can execute a successful show together. If you're not on the same page or if the the personalities don't gel, you could have disaster on your hands. And with Morgan, it just hasn't been that way. You know, we're on the same page. I, a scary good portion of the time, uh, considering we've only worked together for a few months, you know. A lot of times, she knows exactly where I'm going on the show and can even finish my sentences.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a full blown work wife at this point. <laughs> now, don't tell Paula, Bill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Morgan, what uh, what struck you? How did you uh, feel? What were your instincts uh, about this show working?
1: I've been really fortunate, you know, throughout my time to never really have a a disaster story when it comes to, you know, cast members that I didn't necessarily get along with. And I feel like for the most part, I try to be easy to work with because it's the best job in the world, right? Like it, it shouldn't be causing stress and chaos and tension. It should be actually the opposite. It should be bringing joy and happiness and laughter into your life. So for me, like Bill said, I just feel like we both kind of, I wouldn't say that our sense of humor is exactly the same because I feel like I'm very, I don't know how I would describe it, uh, extra talkative, bubbly, and I feel like Bill's more dry sense of humor, but we get each other in that sense. And I think it's a great balance. So something definitely that I was looking for in a new partner is that balance.
2: Well, it was a leading morning show in a really competitive market, guys. What do you two look for?
0: From a good program director or coach, what are the qualities? For me, it's someone that is a, a champion for your show and will spend time thinking about ways that they can help advance the show somehow. You know, somebody who, who's like me who lies awake in bed and I'm thinking about the show. If, if somebody else who's in charge of you is also thinking of the same things, uh, that's incredible because critiquing a show and, and criticizing a show, uh, that's fine. But if that's all that you're doing for your show, that's certainly not enough. I think that um, a good PD or brand manager needs to also help come up with ideas to give you resources to achieve your success as well. So that's something that uh, that I would always look for.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and again, just having a respect for each other and a respect for the show. And uh, you know, like I've said, I've been fortunate in that to to be at one station and feel those things from my program director. And even, I mean, Bill's not my program director, but I'm on the younger side of my career, you know, seven years in. And and there are a lot of times where a young female might feel like their ideas aren't as heard as much as others or just that whole dynamic. But I really feel like my ideas are always heard. Um, I'm always encouraged to put my best foot forward. And Bill kind of gives me the creative freedom to Come up with new things and, and be true to myself, which I think in turn makes for a great show. So
3: I'm going to point this one to Bill because, Morgan, you've pretty much been there the whole time. But without naming names, Bill, unless you want to, <laughs> what are some of the management traits or characteristics that a PD or brand manager might not realize they're doing? Mm. Or they really, from a talent perspective, should just play in a void or trim or tailor? Do differently.
0: The biggest trait that I cannot stand is instant negativity or maybe shooting something down in a meeting or a brainstorming session. Uh, You know, for instance, if you're talking about ideas for the show that week or something you want to do in a couple of months for St. Patrick's Day or whatever it is, and you're getting responses from your PD Like, oh, we'll never be able to pull that off. Or we've never done that in this market before. It'll never work. And it's like, okay, I mean, we're not even going to try. Should we just all pack it up and go home right now? So that can be very frustrating. But the the reality is a lot of times it's not realistic that you can choose everyone that you can work with. And with Morgan, I've, I've lucked out, but I can't pick and choose everybody that's in the building. So sometimes you just have to deal with the bad and... Take the negativity and still try to find something good out of it, something positive. Yeah, good
2: advice. Besides your on-air performance, guys, what are some of the biggest considerations in
0: creating that great winning radio show that you've got?
2: What are you doing outside of being on the radio?
0: I think one of the most important things is uh, creativity and trying out new things that no one else has ever tried before to make yourself stand out in a crowded morning place i think every year that goes by it becomes more and more difficult to be innovative especially in in on a show like ours where we're starting out we have a certain amount of songs that we need to play so we you know we're inside of our box but it's you know the challenge is up to us how creative can we be in our box and how can we do it more entertaining than than anyone else can i think work ethic is important the desire to want to be the best and not being afraid to, to work hard for it. And, uh, and probably, and this is where Morgan's got me by uh, miles and miles, it's social media s- skills, which I suck at, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Most of my followers on social media are in Phoenix. They're not in Cleveland. I have been unable to get any traction on social media in Cleveland so far. And I, I look this up today. The Northeast Regional Sewer District has more Twitter followers than I do. <laughs> so I am an embarrassment on social media so far. Uh, but we've talked about balance, and, and that's where Morgan balances me out.
1: But- so are
3: you
0: saying Cleveland wants more crap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: they me- love <laughs> that Twitter account. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> with me, they couldn't care less.
1: But I would disagree with you, Bill, though, because even though you say that you don't have as many followers from Northeast Ohio, what I found from the people that follow you from Phoenix is that they now want to follow our show. So I've always thought the best thing that you can do on social media, whether you have 100 followers or 10,000 followers, is connect with your audience. And that's what we're trying to do every morning on a morning show. And I found that when you do it on social media, it's almost even more personal. And that really resonates with people. That gets people invested in you, invested in your story, invested in your life, and eventually invested in your morning show.
0: Yeah. It takes time. I just need to be more patient. I'm sure. It's only been eight months. I, I absolutely have to be more patient. You're right. You're right. See? See why she's <laughs> we're so great together? She talks sensitive to me every morning. Talk you off
3: the ledge. That's yep.
0: great. So we... Understand now that with
3: brand width, which is what we do, we take the media brand and we use all the bandwidth that's out there to get ourselves out there. But the question is, now that we know we got video, we know that we've got audio, we know we've got text, what skills would you recommend someone starting out in radio today start developing like yesterday to be ready
0: for tomorrow? That's good. Um, I don't even know if I'm qualified enough to answer that question yet. Because I, what is so exciting about me is I, I've been doing radio for a long time, but I'm actually doing something that I've never done before. And that's being a co host of a show. I've worked with morning shows since 2000. But it's always been as behind the scenes producer or the third mic or the fourth mic. And and to be doing what I'm doing now, it, it, it's something brand new for me. But Just my initial thoughts are what we just talked about is making yourself stand out on social media, whether that's learning how to edit video or learning some advanced digital skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm behind the curve on that, you know, just because of my age now and how technology is coming so fast. And then just challenging yourself to come up with great ideas for content outside of the radio show, uh, whether that's, again, on social media or creating unique on-demand podcasts that will complement your radio show. Just finding more ways for you to stand out in a crowd outside of the radio show because, man, it is crowded out there.
1: Yeah, and I'll say from my experience with social media is that, yes, of course, it requires skill and you have to learn but also a little goes a long way. You know, I'm not, I'm not by any means like a social media mastermind, but I have learned the basics of how to make a TikTok video. The basics on how to then turn that TikTok into an Instagram reel. And, you know, just knowing those basic things has really helped me grow a brand outside of the show, but also a brand that I use in the show, you know, because on the morning show, I do the Hollywood dirt sheet. We talk about pop culture, obviously we're a hot AC station. So the two really go hand to hand. So it's like whatever brand I'm reflecting on my own social media, I'm also reflecting it on our morning show.
2: Wow. They are terrific. Bill and Morgan from Cleveland's Q 104 morning show. Hey, doing something different in radio, something new, something innovative? Well, maybe it's you that's doing all that. We'd love to hear your suggestions on Guests for Our Show. Email them to show at brandwithondemand.com.
3: And if you're finding this interesting or helpful, please spread the word. Tell to your friends. And while you're at it, please leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Coming up, Morgan and Bill share things they know now They really wish they knew way back when.
3: Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master
2: raving fan. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. With Music Master, crafting a log is like driving a manumatic car. You can leave it in automatic or drive manually. Music Master has the tools and analysis to perfectly adjust rotations. I enjoy the ride, no matter how I drive, with Music Master.
3: Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Get in touch at musicmaster.com slash sales.
2: The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with the amazing Morgan and Bill, Cleveland's Q104 Morning Show stars. Hey guys, what's the one thing you know now that you really wish you knew way back in that first job?
0: When anyone sends you an email that says free food in the break room, you need to stop what you're doing at that second. Get up and go get it because the jackals in the sales department will get there first. And by the time you get there, it's just bones. All the good stuff is gone. It's, it's all picked over. You can't wait. You got to get up and go get that food.
1: Well, my answer is going to be a lot more serious than Bill's. But I mean, I guess that's why we complement each other so well. But I would say what I wish I knew back then is that good things take time. You know, you can't just get into a job and, and expect the whole world to open up to you. And I mean, I started at the very bottom, like doing promotional events, setting up the big tents by myself, you know, working the table. Mm-hmm. And I've done every shift under the sun, whether it was overnight the night show, middays, and now being on the morning show, I, looking back on my career, have always felt like I've been in a bit of a rush to get to where I am right now. But looking back, I needed to do all of those things to now be in the position that I am and to do my job well enough to have a winning morning show.
2: Great, guys. What's the one thing you really
0: wish you knew now Mm. about the future? It's going to be interesting to hear our answers here, Morgan, because uh, I, I wonder just because we're in such different stages of our life, if it's going to be different. Um, when I was starting out 20 years ago, I bet my answer would have been so completely different. But looking ahead now, I just want to know that everything turned out okay. And I will be happy if I know that my kids are living their best life and I've given them every single opportunity that i possibly could make available for them you know despite all of the challenges that we've gone through in the past years i guess that uh, i would want to tell myself it's going to be okay and then and then know that it's going to be okay i think that would take a lot of pressure off
1: i would say something i wish i knew now would honestly just be the future of radio you know we've seen so much downsizing over the past couple of years and i feel like the pandemic really accelerated that mm-hmm. and on one hand i feel like working all of the different positions that i have have really prepared me for this moment because with two people that's your full-time staff in the morning for a whole show i feel like i'm well-rounded enough to help bill do production or help come up with this or voice track the midday show if i need to
2: uh-huh bill and morgan from cleveland's q104 morning show we have links to their station their daily show podcast social media accounts and more including morgan's tiktok gotta see that and more all in the show notes just scroll on down as always
3: we want to thank executive producer cindy huber for putting this all together And Hannah B., our associate producer, who actually booked these folks. And coming up next... Hi, I'm Lee Abrams. Join me next week on Brand With On Demand. We're going to be talking about the future of and the state of radio, and it's going to get pretty
1: wild. No holds barred. Hope you can join.
2: That's a wrap, Kipper. It's all about company, being good company, a good companion. It's uh, really a secret to success. In the show notes at brandwithondemand.com, I'm Dave Martin.
0: And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide.